Good morning. It's 9.30 precisely on Monday, the 15th of June, 2020. It's Goblin Monday. Welcome to Radio Blogging with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun and interactive. And with new educational tasks, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. And a fantastic Monday morning to you listeners. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. It's Russell Pruk here in the hot seat. The gang are all here and they're raring to go. Here are the contact details. Contact the show right now. Send a text to the studio 07624 802 272. Email us on radioblogging at gmail.com or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net. Thanks so much indeed, Amy, and we'd love to hear from you. All lines, everything is open and working perfectly this morning. Now, today, listeners, we turn a new page. We start a new chapter in the history of radio blogging. It's an exciting time. If you want to listen to this show after the beginning of September into the autumn term, you will need a valid subscription from our site. Details are going up as we speak onto the main page, and you can find out details and the pricing there as well. We're also introducing Club RB which is a kind of friendlier, bouncier, slightly lighter version of this, still with authors, still with writing, still with the same objectives, but more music, more shout-outs, a much more bouncier, more edutainment feel to it. And those shows will start next week on Tuesday, so do join us for that as well. series of free trials with that before it moves to a subscription service. And it's really quite sad that we're having to do that, listeners, but again, our 57th show, 12th week of broadcasting, and not a single tweet from the department uh, and no funding at all and we've applied as much as we possibly can and so reluctantly we are forced uh, to move into a charging model so that we can continue to bring this to you all of the content still be up and available on the site for you to enjoy for as long as you like and always find the shows as well and we'd always love to hear from you as well we've also got some other great ideas to bring you some very special bespoke broadcasting activities so if you'd like to find out more about that perhaps your uh, your own radio blogging dedicated show be directly just for your school and details of that will go up on the website later today do get in contact the usual email and details are all there time to meet the team by far my favorite station you're the best oh yeah i love you guys start your day the radio blogging way grab your drink pencil and notebook it's time to get creative time to meet the team indeed it is the good professor ian rocky how are you and you're in school today how's it going very well indeed thank you yeah it's our second week of opening more widely to more children it's going very well so far very happy to be here again for another cracking show russell looking forward to it good have they fixed your broadband (laughs) broadband is fixed we're all uh, hopefully we're sounding sparkling this morning sparkling and you are goblin-tastic i have to say which is just amazing there (laughs) and over on the control booth where it's all happening with a fabulous deputy mitchell how's it going with you sir I'm very well, thank you. Good morning to everybody. Yes, as you know, I like to keep the lights dimmed, fingers up, poised, uh, all my warm-up exercises. As today, you know, it, it gets a bit crazy, doesn't it? I think the resources we use, they get uh, well used. And so really looking forward to uh, interacting with the children today, checking everything over, making sure everything's safe and keeping things running smoothly. We love smoothly. We're aiming for smoothly, listeners, as well. And we're very excited to introduce Philip Reeve. He is joining us for a fabulous 
first reading and one of Pi's favourite authors, I think. You really do enjoy this man. So good morning, Pi. How's it in the Pi household today? All very good. Uh, yeah, up early. And the, the young master is off uh, doing his uh, job. As you know, he works uh, in uh, with old people. Mm. So he will have had the, the tea trolley will have gone round by now. In fact, he probably will have got everybody breakfast, uh, helps everybody get up and sort themselves out. So he's off doing that. Aged aunt is fine. I am. I phoned her early. She's up early herself. Dogs are very happy. So all is going well. No sighting of Gerald the Mouse, though. I have to report that to you. Other than he, I did see him in the village scuttling across a pathway. Well, he wasn't really scuttling. He was just plodding along without a care in the world. But yes, today, Russell, I am very excited because I love Philip Reeves' um, books. Mm. Uh, Goblins is a great cracking read, great fun read. Um, I love the Mortal Engines series, Lark Light. My favourite is probably a book called A Web of Air, a marvellous, marvellous story, which starts with the line, something was upsetting the angels. And I won't say any more, but a lovely read. So, yes, I'm looking forward to today and all things Goblin today. Shall we start off with some games? Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pye. Okay, now those of you who've not been with us before, we always start with a couple of warm-up games. And the idea is those of you at home and in school, listen carefully, make some notes. If you get an idea, jot some thoughts down. And then we'll have a, a, a after Ian and I've modelled the games, we'll have a, a musical interlude and some shouts out while you play the games. So, Ian, are you braced and ready for this? I am braced and ready, Pi, as always. That's always good. You're wearing your flying helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can sir. see you. You know those those old helmets? <laughs> Roger. The... <laughs> You've got your flying helmet on. He is braced and ready. And because it's goblins, what we're going to do, I thought, Ian, is we're going to invent some different sorts of goblins. Mm. So you get stone goblins, you get sea goblins, sky goblins, etc., and, and the sentence has to include, A, the type of goblin. So my first one is a stone goblin. B, where does it live? And C, something about its appearance, a bit of description. So I've got the stone goblin lives on mountainsides and it's small with very, very hard skin. What sort of goblin have you got? I've got the forest goblin is found in large woods and hedgerows. It has twigs and leaves sprouting out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I could see that in my head. The river goblin I've got now. He lives, the river goblin lives under riverbanks and it is covered in salmon scales. Therefore, it is very slippery to touch. Mm, I can see that very clearly. Um, I've got the rose goblins inhabit gardens and have red soft skin, smell very sweet. Mm. We've got a little, um, my wife's been growing a little lemon tree, Ian, in the conservatory. Mm. And um, these things, don't, <laughs> we haven't had much luck yet. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, they turn black and drop off. <laughs> don't understand what's going on. But I, I'd love to have a proper lemon. But anyway, the lemon tree goblins live in grocery departments of big stores and are an astonishing bright yellow. But they do have very sour spit, which is best avoided. 
I would say so. I'm going to go with the ocean goblin lives on deserted beaches and often has windswept hair and a sandblasted complexion. They can make a mean seaweed stew. Ah, that's such a cool one. The library goblins hide on bookshelves. They're very, very pale colour. And because they've read so much, they tend to wear glasses. Very good. I like that. I'm going to go for the desert goblin is constantly dehydrated and thus has a gaunt and withered appearance. Oh, bony and knobbly and with mm. tight skin. Yeah. The sky goblins, they live up in the clouds and can fly. They have very tiny wings, but they have very misty, blurry hair. Lovely. That's great. A lovely image. I've got and my last one is the bog goblin stinks. He <laughs> can... <laughs> <laughs> he, he can usually be seen wading around in wet, slimy mud and as such has no friends or close acquaintances. I think that's quite a good one to end on. The bog <laughs> goblin. It sounds very, very... I wonder what you were going to say when you came up with that. I thought, here we go. He's lowering the tone of it again. <laughs> okay, folks. So that's a lovely game. What sort of goblin? If you've got an idea or two, jot it down and you've got to say where they live, where you would find them. And one thing, at least, about their appearance. Now, we haven't played this game for a while, the old phone call game. And this time, Ian, you're in, um, you're in role and mm. you're a journalist and you're writing an article for the Clovenstone Times. Now, Clovenstone is mentioned in, the, in Philip's reading. And it's actually a play. He got the idea from a place um, near him. But the Clovenstone Times... So have you got your questions? Got the questions. You don't know who you're interviewing, so you're going to find out as we go along. Um, so uh, the phone call, let the phone call begin. Ah, now here's, I'm picking up the part now. I did go for this one originally, but I thought, no, 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 no. This this isn't Pi Corbett. This is not Pi Corbett. This is Pi Corbett. <laughs> phone, anyone? <laughs> Someone get the phone. Hello? Sorry. Hello? Hello, I've picked the phone up now. Hello, good morning. Yes, um, um, uh, Ian Rocky here from the Clovenstone Times. Very lovely to talk to you. Um, can you please tell me something about yourself that our readers would find interesting? Ah, well, you see. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, am, I am fairly unwanted and feel very lonely. People tend to wash their hands after they have handled me. <laughs> uh, thank you very much indeed. Um, do you live in a group or on your own? Ah, I live. <laughs> I'm regretting doing this voice now. <laughs> as it's hard to keep going, but I live with thousands of others. Uh, when you eat out in Clovenstone, what would you choose to eat? Oh, I love to eat the bones of children. <laughs> uh, thank you. Can you describe your house to me for our readers? Oh, we live underground mainly, but also in big castles. We love it in the dark where we are not be seen by anyone else. Yes, we live in the shadows. Uh, so thank you very much indeed. How do you spend your days in Clovenstone? 
Ah, counting gold and jewellery and wandering around, biffing each other on the head. <laughs> uh, very, very good indeed. That sounds exciting. Um, what would our readers find in your rucksack? In my rucksack, I always carry a big and knobbly club for belting people with. That's what you'd find, and a whip, so I can crack loudly. Thank uh, my you so much. Enemies. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, how would you describe your character or temperament? Hmm. I've been told that I look grotesque. I am thoroughly mischievous, dim-witted, I'm often in trouble, and of course I'm very greedy, but I do have magical abilities. Wonderful. Uh, and thank you, finally, for, for now, for our readers. Um, can you describe, what, what are you wearing? What's your kind of appearance? Ah, my appearance? Well, I'm quite small. I have very knobbly knees, a sharp little claws and fingernails for scratching eyes out, wild and unruly hair, tiny little mean, mean eyes. You see, I'm a nasty little goblin. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, the readers of the Clovenstone Times will be fascinated to know your story. It's been lovely to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. The many voices of Pike Orbit. <laughs> Congratulations. I that thoroughly. That was stunning. <laughs> I got going and then I thought, I can't keep this going. <laughs> Both of you, stunning, amazing work. <laughs> okay, that was fun, wasn't it? So the idea is you have a phone call and one of you is a journalist trying to find out information. You don't have to be a goblin. You could be a giant. You could be a dragon. You could be an elf. You could be a sprite. You could be a phoenix. You can be what you fancy. So we got the phone call game. And then the other one, which is a lovely one, I think, which is inventing a type of goblin. Where does this sort of goblin live? Where is their habitat? And what do they look like? And while everybody's playing those games, Russell, what have you got lined up for us? Well, it's Monday. It can only be one thing. Get those shout outs in now, folks, because we'll be reading them out after this. It's Muppet Monday. <laughs> This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio vlogging show beamed into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell. This is Radioblogging.net. Online radio live blogging. Oh, I just love the games there. It's 30 minutes to 10. You're with the radio blogging team with our Monday show. Thanks so much for joining us. Good to have your company. Shout outs now. Very good morning to fabulous Rachel or our house band who is blogging fantastically or goblin-tastically, uh, as we're saying. Very good morning, Sarah. Uh, Snell Pym. Hello. I hope I got that right. Thank you so much indeed. Good morning to Rebecca Farmer. Uh, Lydia and Sophie are looking forward to Goblin Monday. I hope you're enjoying the show and the many voices of Pi Corbett. What a 
class that was amazing that uh, nicola van burkel lovely to have you hope the weather and you're having a fabulous time then thanks so much for it all the way from australia uh, listeners nicola is a regular listener thank you so much indeed uh, year five teacher hello to you enjoyed the show on friday so much you're back here for monday well there's a good measure as well uh, really good to have your company we really do appreciate that very good morning to miss wood as well and to all the children listening in summerfield school in the isle of white uh, it's really good as well hummingbird class hello and very good morning to you lorraine harrison is with us again thank you so much indeed hello good morning to Catherine pennington Ooh, goblins Catherine says yes indeed and also a lovely hello to st Philan's primary school in glasgow another good reason to tune into our show they're saying this morning the shout outs and yes you're absolutely right and more of those please ian absolutely russell thank you so much indeed jamie gosmith good morning to you jamie morning professor oh very good morning to you we are all here in fine fettle this morning glad to hear it the emporium is buzzing with excited children ready to write we are looking forward to philip's reading today and we'll share our writing with you later i'm sure have a great week everyone thank you and that was jamie on the email don't forget you can get in touch on radioblogging at gmail.com you can also use our contact padlet if you go to the top of the page at the top of the site you can click contact radio blogging freya has been in touch this morning from pensby primary can't wait for the show goblin monday sounds great can't wait i know it's gonna be exciting bebop can i have a shout out for me mum kirsten and edie you absolutely can no problem at all good morning to jess good morning also to violet good morning to rosie from stonewith woodford please say hello to my brother sam who is in school today and all my friends in year one of stonewith woodford who are back in school for the first time today hello to my teachers as well mrs hollis good morning to you shout out to the year sixes back at Bispam Drive today to the dazzling dozen children and of course all the teachers have a great show thank you very much indeed Mr Simpson from Summerfields good morning we're from the island we're hoping that some of our homeschoolers will be joining in today uh welcome if they are listening and also you can leave a comment on the bottom of the show page as well as many people have done this morning olivia good morning from sacred heart school in battersea hello everyone really excited for today uh also from Maisie, who's been in touch shrisha has been in touch who's excited for goblin monday toby uh, is really excited also. Miss Grant from Goodley C of E Primary School, very much looking forward to this. They are today. Also from Sophia from LEH, uh, Lady Elizabeth Hastings School, of course. Year six would like a shout out. Ollie from 6B, looking forward to another great show, as are the Owls from John Moore Primary School. That's Evie, Izzy, Elizabeth, Beatrix, and Grace there listening this morning. And also from Jake, Ryan, Miles, and Zach from John Moore Primary School as well. Also got a couple more shout outs very quickly before we move on. Faris, good morning. Can I please have a shout out? I would really like a shout out. It would make my week and will not be forgotten for a long time. Not a problem. And also, finally for now, Miss McGann. Good morning from year six at Lionel Primary School. We can't wait for today. Well, I tell you what, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Pi Corbett. Okay, great stuff. Uh, Good to have you all with us. And um, I just wanted to mention that we have got teacher notes each day uh, that we're doing radio blogging. And there they are. You can download those. Uh, It says teacher notes, but if you're a parent um, and are interested, do download those notes. All straightforward stuff. Um, I don't think I'm somebody who uses jargon, 
um never believed in that really okay so we are now at the point russell where um last friday we had and i know you loved this one it was duncan wasn't it duncan chisholm uh scottish fiddler i mean beautiful inspiring uplifting wonderful music and we were trying what really is quite a difficult thing because you've not got much to go on other than stirring sounds and the challenges can you can you change your response into uh into words so what musical writing did we end up with uh russell amazing ones as well well your call and your shout out for goblins obviously fell on deaf ears they were so Mm. inspired by the musical writing that lovely interactive writing activity hayden is up first he is from summerfields when I heard the music, I felt sadness travelling through my bones and joy nowhere to be seen. When I heard the music, I saw a lonely man shivering in the cold with no expression and pure depression. When I heard the music, I heard rain lashing down on the poor lonely man, but I had a plan. When I heard the music, I knew what was coming for the man. I gave him a shimmer of stars and in the end, his life wasn't that bad. How's that then, eh? I loved that. I gave him a shimmer of stars for this poor, frozen, lonely man. That was beautifully controlled, wasn't it? I loved it. Fantastic. And, mm. and thank you to Duncan as well for his very kind permission to use the music there as well. I thought mm. that, that both of these pieces just were crying out for um, some bed work underneath there as well. Emily mm. is next. She's from Manorfield Primary School. These are absolutely stunning and exactly why we're doing this work, listeners. This is just incredible. Uh, amazing. Just really good. Well done, all of you. When I heard the music, frost turned into rays of sunlight, electric blue fish darted around like sparks, and trees bowed their leafy heads in the wind. When I heard the music, the stars waltzed around the moon. The sun shone like liquid happiness, and a comet painted a silver arc across the galaxy. When I heard the music, I saw heather-strewn fields, a waterfall glinting in the moonlight and the lone wolf padding in the pearly white snow. Both of those worthy of the BBC's 500 word challenge. I mean, not the full 500 words, of course, but the quality of that was absolutely stunning. What did you think, Pi? It was fantastic. Sunned, uh, like liquid happiness. Mm. It doesn't get better than that, really. I don't think Shakespeare improves on this sort of thing. Um, obviously, he could extend it over a whole play, but the, the the quality of the language is fantastic. And funny you should mention the 500 word challenge, Russell, because uh, I gather that the BBC have uh, withdrawn their support for that. So uh, and there's but there's been a lot of reaction against it, because I know that a lot of teachers and a lot of children over the over the many years have enjoyed that competition and have gone in for it. And I do wonder whether or not we should be playing some sort of role or at least offering to play some sort of role what do you think absolutely because uh, we i mean there was some good support from anthony horowitz uh, just yesterday as well and cressida cowell as well both have been guests on our show so both are very well versed in speaking up for us i think we need we need some support we need some sponsorship to make that happen because it's a huge undertaking as well but it sits so nicely in what we've been doing i think i also messaged uh, christopher evans to see if uh, he wanted to do something with his work um, 
hour at uh, Virgin Radio in London to see whether there's something uh, we could tie up as well. The early days yet, but do feel free to support us, listeners, as well. The occasional tweet here, there, and everywhere can make a huge undertaking, uh, under- undertaking for us as well. These are the days of social media and the power of that. Just look what's happening in our world today. So, uh, folks, if we can gather your, your, your troop-like activity, maybe this is something we do. Let us know if that's something you think we ought to be doing. Uh, but thank you so much to Hayden and also Emily. Good work indeed. I think we both all really enjoyed that. Mm, now we're on to the moment we've all been we've all been waiting for, which is Philip in the moment is going to read uh, from his uh, the beginning of his wonderful book uh, Goblins. Now, if you've not been with us before. Um, under the teacher notes and just above activity one, there's an orange box which says Philips Goblin Response Tablet. So click on that once and the blue line will shoot across with any luck at the top. There we go. And you get uh, Philips Response um, Padlet. Um, and um, I'm just just looking, reading this blue thing. Um, okay. So uh, on that Padlet, now what we like to do is we like to give a response to our authors uh, and our poets. So we're going to listen to Philip reading and we could say things that we like. If we're going to say things that we like, it's not much use just saying, I thought it was cool. Try and quote something or be exacting in what you pick out. What was it that you actually like? Some people quote um, uh, phrases um, sometimes they talk about ideas or characters. So what is it that you actually liked about it? People raise questions uh, for the author. They sometimes wonder what's going to happen. They sometimes talk about what they think might happen by the end, whether a character will change. All sorts of possibilities. It's open to you. And to do this, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a pink blob with a plus mark on it. Just click on that. And not a lot happens. Uh, now, there it is. I've done it. Up comes what looks like a flashing post-it. Uh, where it says title, put your name. We need to know who you are. Everything is read. Everything is looked at before it gets approved. And now I've dropped my cursor down. I am ready now to listen to uh, Philip reading from the beginning of his book, Goblins. Hello, I'm Philip Reeve. Um, you might know me from books like Mortal Engines and Railhead. Um, and also from books like Oliver and the Sea Wigs and Pugs of the Frozen North, which I write with my friend Sarah McIntyre, who does all the pictures for them. But today I'm going to be reading to you from a different book that I wrote um, about 10 years ago, and it's called Goblins. And uh, I'm just going to read to you, I think, from the beginning of it, because that's quite a good way of telling you what it's all about. And of course, what it's about is goblins. In the lands of the West, where men are few and some of the old magic lingers still, there stands the ancient fortress of Clovenstone. A wide wall rings it, tumbled now and overgrown with weeds. The woods and waters of the wild have crept inside and made their home again among its steep deserted streets and crumbling buildings. At its heart a crag rises, Menith Eskern, most westerly of the Bonehill Mountains, and on the summit stands a black keep, tall as the sky, with sheer walls and horns of stone. Around this dark tower, like a stone crown on the crag's brow, there runs a lofty inner wall, guarded by seven lesser towers. All are in ruins now, the men who raised them long since gone. 
Crows caw about their sagging roofs, and gargoyles lurk in their ivy like lice in beggars' beards. The highest of these seven towers is called the Black Spike. Although it is dwarfed by the great mass of the keep behind it, it is still taller than any tower in the lands of men. From its snow-flecked battlements to the ground at the crag's foot is a very long drop indeed. And that was bad news for Scarpa, because he had just been catapulted off the top of it. Ah! he screamed, rising up, 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 pausing a moment, flailing for handholds on the empty air, and then beginning his long fall. Ah! But after the first thousand feet or so, he realised that he was just going, ah, out of force of habit. So he stopped, and from then on the only sounds were the whooshing of the cold air past his ears and the occasional cottony rustle as a cloud shot by. Of course, it's not so much the falling that bothers me, thought Scarpa, as the ivied stones and mean little windows of the black spike rushed past him. It's hitting the ground that's the trouble. Below him, now that he had got used to the feeling that the wind was pushing its thumbs into his eyes, he could see plump white clouds dotting the middle air like sheep. Below them, the buttresses of Meneth Eskern spread out like the fingers of a splayed stone hand, with ruined buildings clustering between them. Little trees had rooted themselves in the rotting roofs and between the flagstones of the silent streets as the land sloped downwards to the outer wall five miles away. This was Scarpa's world, and as he looked down upon it, he was interested to notice several details that Stenorian's map of all cloven stone had got wrong. But he wasn't that interested, because the details were rushing towards him at great speed, and long before he could tell anyone of his discoveries, he was going to be splattered all over them like a careless delivery of raspberry jam. Indeed, it was maps and books and things of that sort that were to blame for Scarpa being in this sticky situation in the first place. He felt quite bitter when he thought about it and glared fiercely at a passing crow. There were chambers beyond numbering among the labyrinths of Clovenstone, huge crumbling abandoned buildings crowded right up to the foot of the keep, and the goblin explorers who ventured out from Blackspike Tower didn't usually have to go very far before they discovered a stronghold or a storeroom that they'd never seen before. Some of the rooms were full of treasure, which could be looted and fought over and carried up the stairways to King Nobler, who kept the best bits for himself and made gifts of the rest to his favourite lads. Others held mouldering curtains and tapestries, which could be turned into goblin clothes, or heavy old items of furniture, which could be used to make weapons, or weapons, which could be used to make weapons, or pots and pans and cauldrons, which the Black Spike boys turned into armour. But sometimes the goblins would come upon a locked chamber or a promising-looking iron-bound chest that, when opened, turned out to contain nothing but bundles of thin, white, crinkly stuff covered in little wriggly-back marks. These they deemed useless. My name's Philip Reeve, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. And of course, they, um, uh, it's actually, they, they call these books, but they're not then books, of course. Uh, and they call the little squiggly black marks lettuce, but of course they're letters. Uh, and Scarpa learns to read he's very different to the other goblins he's brighter than the other goblins who tend to be rather dim-witted uh, but during the story 
uh, we know that Scarpa is being catapulted uh, and will he survive or will he be splattered all over the place like a carelessly uh, delivered pot of strawberry jam? So I've written, will Scarpa survive and who is King Nobola? So I'm now going to click elsewhere and it says awaiting approval. So while everybody is uh, posting up, um, Russell, have we got some music that could be played while everyone's giving a response to Philip? We have indeed. I searched high and low for goblin music. That's <laughs> very hard to do. This is the closest I got, listeners. <laughs> is radioblogging.net it is indeed it's five minutes past ten nearly at the smiley face uh, clock time as well thanks so much indeed the 500 word mention well uh, thank you so much indeed very good morning to mrs quantrell as well thank you and thanks for all of those who have uh, tagged in the fabulous chris evans there are a couple of chris evans on uh, twitter some with the blue star as well so do get the right one it's at uh, Chris Evans as well. I'm not quite sure what the, that bit means. Anyway, you just look for the radio DJ and uh, and not the author as well. Thank you so much indeed. And also thank you to Sarah Snell-Pym as well uh, for your mentions as well. Thanks for tagging in BBC uh, uh, Gloucester as well and uh, a radio host there as well. Thank you so much. We Anything, we love it. We absolutely love anything. Any leverage uh, that you can bring to bear will be really useful as well. Thank you. And we think so too. We think there's some mileage in that. We're a long way off, but what an interesting idea that kind of occurred to us uh, over the uh, weekend as well claire uh, kilgore's also been in touch as well thank you so much indeed so it's uh, christopher Evans. it's a c h so a chris evans i'll see how he's done that now a chris evans obviously b was already taken bless and thanks for tagging in cressida and uh, anthony there as well ian what do you have for us thank you very much indeed russell yeah plenty over here don't forget you can email radioblogging at gmail.com uh, and you can also get in touch via the contact padlet and also on the comments at the bottom of the show page. Uh, so let's start with some comments. Uh, good morning to Ollie, Micklefield School. I uh, love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Kirat, hi, everybody. Can I have a please have a comment um, on your report? Yes, really important, actually, to comment on each other's work. Gives a lovely audience. Uh, Bethany says, Pie's goblin impression is so funny. It was brilliant. He is a man of so many talents, Bethany, and that certainly is one of them. Neve from Osbaston uh, agreed, laughed so much, really enjoyed the, uh, the the show this morning. And also the, the games, first thing. Miss Siddle, good morning, from Keyworker Group E at Spalding Parish in Lincolnshire. Looking forward to Goblin Monday. Harry also from Micklefield School. Thomas from Year 5, Birchwood. Good morning, radio bloggers. Excited for the show today on Goblins. And Melinda, good morning, from Thorntree Primary School. Very excited to be joining for the first time today. We love first time listeners james and uh, ashley and mum are looking forward to goblin monday here on the isle of man two weeks holiday so are joining you for the first time in a fortnight we can't wait thank you very very much indeed toby and harry good morning to you also sophie from 6b good morning we'd love a shout out we love listening to the show we all learn so much well thank you very much indeed for letting us know we are so glad that you do evie would like a shout out for her and her brother ben of course not a problem at all abigail uh, is joining us as well a little late but don't worry absolutely fine come on in sit yourself down get your notebook and pencil ready there is still plenty to be getting on with this morning 
Uh, also, Alex from 6M, Daisy as well uh, for Lady Elizabeth Hastings, Year 6. Seth, Stone with Woodford, um, saying good morning to all friends and cousins. Stone with Woodford Primary School. Amelia as well, and also Alfie and Rachel. Um, who's saying, who can we write to encourage funding for you? Um, my children are still off school until September and rely on free resources. This has been fantastic and really appreciate all your hard work. And we appreciate everyone's support. You have all been absolutely incredible. Finally, for now, Mr. Molden, can I have a shout out to my increasingly large key worker year five class in Manorfield Primary School in Burgess Hill. Mr. Molden, for you, not a problem. Now then, this is the part of the show where Mr. Uh, Deputy Mitchell there, he's sat in a darkened room. He's <laughs> poised. He's flexing his fingers. Pies just had a small breather. He's girding himself ready for this next part because he loves it. It is the jot cast. Pie, over to you. Okay, I, you're right. I'm girding. There's a lot of girding going on. Um, by the way, if you've not been with us before, in order to see the responses, which are um, there are many of them, you have to refresh the page at the top. Um, but a lot of you have picked up on the careless delivery of smashed raspberry jam, splattered like raspberry jam. Uh, yeah, that made me giggle as well. I thought it was fantastic. Quite a lot of the questions are actually going to be answered in a moment when we hear from uh, the man himself talking uh, about the book and how he came to write it etc which is fascinating but first we come out of uh, the response padlet and we're ready for activity one and you can see a rather nasty looking that is definitely without a shadow of a doubt that is a goblin if people click on that image does it get larger david what happens are you there hello <laughs> let's just say yes for the moment shall we it gets larger if you click on it Yes, I am here. <laughs> That's my impersonation of it. You're killing me. <laughs> okay, folks. So what we're going to do is you can see clearly down the bottom there, it says your name and there's a space to blog him. Uh, and then click on send. Uh, and this is the bit which is fast and absolutely furious because what we're going to do is begin to build up a description uh, of the goblin. Now, you can use the uh, picture that we've got in order to trigger your imagination so you don't have to exactly um, describe that one if you've got other features that you would like to add in then that's fine uh, given the quality of that image actually we could also describe these look they look like rooks or crows or jackdaws we've got the thunderous darkened sky we've got the ancient staircase we've got um, cloven stone we've got the windows uh, like strange eyes staring down or doorways like open mouths we got the goblin himself we got his bald head we've got his eyes what does his nose look like what is what are his teeth like what is his mouth like what are his ears like what about the hands what about the fingers and uh, the knobbly knees uh, those long feet so we're just looking for words phrases little images so we've got our similes with like similes with as We've got our old friends, the Kenning, that might be useful to us. We've got metaphors, we've got personification. We use all of these things to bring the picture alive for the reader. So if the reader couldn't see the picture of the goblin, um, then what would we say? Now, you can write a sentence if you want. Um, the goblin's eyes were like da 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 da. Or you can just write. Uh, an image, two or three words, a little phrase to describe it. So what we're doing is we're warming up. We're building up our goblin description. So 
Um, I'm waiting now. And if David is, yeah, Sachi is in. His clawed talons were dirting, crusted, filled with grime. His bald green head was layered with dirty thoughts. Um, I'm wondering about that was his bald green head, comma, layered with dirty thoughts. Um, okay, so uh, tighten it up, Sachi. Watch for that. Harry, as the goblin sat on the steps, crows above squawked loudly. Keep the sentences flowing. You could build up a nice paragraph here. Sachi's sharp teeth had blood dripping on them. Sachi, what were the teeth like? Can you bung a simile in there to uh, build a picture? The house goblin, uh, Jody, lives in spaces that people ignore, like under the sofa or gaps in a wall. Love it. Now describe your house goblin, Jody. Emily, its hands like talons, its sta eyes staring at me, its teeth sharp as knives help. Now, interesting, Emily, I've heard its teeth as sharp as knives. So what we've got there is what we call a cliche. And the cliche means it's one we've done before, we've heard before. So I wonder if you could come up with something new, something different. So you've got to think of something else that is really sharp and slightly toothy-like. Bethany, the goblin, lumbered down the steps, his gnarled fingers clawing at his shoulder. Goblin's eyes stared into the darkness. I'm not sure if you need the second goblin. Just reread that, Bethany, to... Um, uh, its eyes stared into the darkness like da 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 da. He's green like grass. What else is that strange green colour, Riley? Harry he lives in a crooked, crumbling castle. No touch of alliteration there, Harry. Nicely done. Ida, his bald, wrinkly head glistening in the moonlight as he wrinkles up his nose and <laughs> sniffs or whatever it is. Keep it going, Ida. Lovely start. George, I saw a golden brown goblin. Uh, eyes like mine shafts piercing into the crusty boulder storing the knowledge of how to destroy and what to pinch from someone. I've, I lost it a bit in the middle of that, but I lo love your eyes like mine shafts because that is a goblin image. So that works. Axel, as he drooped down the stairs, he stood there looking into the souls of people. Axel, you could tweak that word looking, couldn't you? He stood there looking, staring, peering, gazing. So you could strengthen that lovely idea you've got. Louis, ears like small mountains on the side of its head. Are they poking out? Are they jutting out? Uh, have a think about that, Louis, and then keep going. Well done. The Thorpe Arch Goblin who lives on top of the school and enjoys eating the school children. That is so nasty, Violet. We need some description now of this goblin. Well done. Oakley, his eyes are like shiny camera gleaming in the sunlight. Keep building it. Well done, Stanley. His long talons clawing at the nearest victim. Okay, Stanley, whenever you put yours up, always and Sachin too, always double check you've got your capitals and full stops in there. Keep it going, loving your talons. Um, portal holes whirling, Sachin. Pen, pen, iridescent. Uh, adults, do join in because I can't comment on everything. I can see um, uh, that that would uh, really help. Uh, the whole thing going. George, his green forehead was matted with grime. Uh, his green forehead matted with grime. Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. I'm not sure you could tighten that a little. Nicholas, the green, the goblin stood. His eyes were like green gems. Ooh. Uh, Mr. C's key worker uh, kingdom. <laughs> I love that. The key worker kingdom. So his eyes pierce through you like spears. Ooh. Isla, I stopped. There was a goblin in my path. He had scaly green skin, 
an ugly big nose and long dirty nails that have made scratches on the walls. Um, instead of that first comma, Isla, I stopped, full stop. There was a goblin in my path, full stop. He had green, he had scaly green skin, and you got the right full stop there. Uh, the rule is, Isla, if it, if it can be a full stop, then it should be. That's the rule. Lydia, his green wrinkly skin was like a runner bean crawling with black fly. Ah, oh, that's, that's really, I love that one. It's the crawling with black fly that makes it sound so horrible. Well done, Lydia. Keep going. Adults do join in. Um, uh, Rachel coming back at, at Sachi. Well done, Rachel. Thank you. Um, his head thinking of greed or riches. Now, Oliver, you need to reread that one. You've got a great um, a great idea. His head swimming, uh, his greedy mind swimming with the riches of uh, emeralds or whatever it's going to be, Oliver. Play around with it. Got an idea. Isabella, the goblin's sharp yellow teeth could be seen as he spoke in his raspy voice. And his crimson red snake-like tongue slithered out in a snake-like motion. It's a lovely piece, but you can hear the two snake-likes. The other thing that you can do, Isabella, uh, uh, that you can watch out for is snake, name it. Is it is it like a cobra, spitting cobra? What, what are you going to have? Name it. It makes it a bit more powerful. Like Gollum, is creepy, bald and grey. Like a Gollum. There are different, I think there are lots of Gollums. Uh, so we could play with that idea. Uh, Bethany, the door of the castle was creaking in the strong wind, squeaking on its hinges. You've got nice creaking, squeaking. But what about that was? Listen to it, Bethany. The door of the castle creaked in the strong wind, squeaking on its hinges. You can just tighten that. Often, Bethany, if you get a was and an in, you can tighten it up. Um, his fingernails shred, enveloped in grime. Love it, Sachin. Sachi, disgusting teeth. I wonder if you can get an image, a simile for that. Riley, Mrs. Kilgore, thank you for coming back. That's really kind of you. Jody, he's abrupt, miserly, miserly, sorry. He is abrupt, miserly, and territorial to other goblins. Loving it. Mm. Uh, thank you for coming back, um, uh, Lorraine, Harrison there, Mrs. Kilgore, Miss Siddle, uh, saying it's skin as blue as the mould in cheese. That's disgusting. Well done. Uh, his nails filled with crumbling gold. Nice idea there, um, Oliver. I'm exhausted. I think, Russell, do we have a little bit of music we could play while everybody's working? Adults are now coming back very nicely. We can indeed. Thanks very much to the adults. Really enjoyed reading those comments as well. Thank We really do appreciate that as well. Uh, you've got 60 seconds now. Keep those uh, messages coming. Much a shout-out. Last chance for a shout-out on the show. Get those shout-outs to us now. Your 60 seconds starts now. My name's Philip Reeve, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. You certainly are. And we've still got Philip's interview to come. We're just losing ourselves in the moment here, folks. It's 19 minutes past 10, and we're having a blast and a half here. It's absolutely amazing. Best jock cast for ages as well. I, I think we're still missing um, D Deputy Mitchell, but that's fine. Ian, what shout-outs do you have very quickly for us? Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Yeah, plenty over here. Don't forget, you can get in touch on radioblogging at gmail.com, also on the contact padlet and on the comments as well let's go to a few comments first uh miss hall big shout out from miss hall to all of stone with woodford grace good morning uh from Manorfield school also emma as well would like a shout out douglas would like a shout out uh, as well lily good morning to you and to ava amelia maggie vienna ava j and kate 
good morning uh, and also to bonus school or bonus school good morning uh, from bonus on solway i hope i got that right looking forward to listening to philip reeve and playing along with all the games hope you enjoyed them this morning they were really good fun thoroughly enjoyed them this morning uh kirsten can i have a shout out to to jakarta class Manorfield school you certainly can abigail would like a shout out for kilmington primary school not a problem at all also layla and Stan have been in touch this morning. Also Mila from JMPS who was working at home today. Al's at John Moore Primary. Mr. Moldham got a, another shout out in there from one of your pupils. Also from Claire, uh, would like a shout out to the year three, four home learning listeners. Remember your capital letters and full stops are not locked down. Have a go, beware, uh, have a go and be brave from Mrs. McCarran. Absolutely good advice there from Mrs. McCarran. Mr. Wayne, good morning from St. Anne's Catholic Primary School in Highton. We are enjoying the games as usual. I am so glad as well. Uh, and Claire says, sorry, I meant to say Midgetthampton Primary. Not far from us, actually. Not far from us at all. Uh, good morning to Matthew, Mia and Callum at Wisbeach St. Mary. Um, we've got a goblin that lives in a tent. Lovely. Nice description. Good start there. I would like that. Also, Sarah, good morning to you. The Jaguars bubble at Abbey CE Academy are enjoying their radio blocking session. They would appreciate a huge goblin shout out well there you go you've got yourself a goblin shout out olivia a shout out from barleyfields primary school good morning and also emily uh from greenfield primary in newcastle especially year six got some good goblin ideas already there james like a shout out for best friend timmy um, and also Benjamin as well. And just very quickly onto the contact paddling. I've got Lily. I've got Ms. Dodd from Thorn Tree Primary. I've also got Erin, Harry, Lyra, the Cranbourne Primary Keyworker Kingdom. You've got your shout out from there. Axel from Stone with Woodford. Erin. Uh, saying a shout out for Willow and Isabel at home, Charlie as well, and finally Willow class from Stone with Woodford School. I've managed to squeeze all of those in. Over to Pi Corbett. Okay, great stuff. And uh, I just wanted to comment before we go to Philip's uh, uh, interview, which we need to get on to, um, just a couple of things. Um, when you're writing, always think about the effect on the reader. That's how you choose your words. So, Freya, you've got a nice idea here. His cold, mean red nose was like a clown. Uh, it's an interesting one. The trouble with the clown is clowns are funny and happy. And you're trying to describe a goblin. So you'd have to add to that, Freya. Let's have a think. His cold, mean red nose were like a, was like a clown. And then you'd have to probably go, comma, an evil clown, dot, dot, dot. Something that's not great, but something like that. OK, so think about the effect on the reader. There's a couple of things I love. Um, some people have tried Kennings out. I love it that we've learned something and now we're applying it. Well done, Kirat. His bold emerald head was filled with evil thoughts. His meat slices bit into the crimson isn't that gr great the meat slices and ida this ugly nightmare conjurer midnight mischief maker cracking stuff marvelous i think we ought to be listening now to philip keep going on the jockcast if you want otherwise pencils down listen to philip uh, and there's a lot to be thinking about in this interview isn't there russell there certainly is pie this is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. 
Thank you so much indeed. I, the reading was was so brilliantly elo eloquent and so well read. I feel like I've been transported into the, the Goblin's Land. I feel like I'm there in, in Scarpa's world. And what, what gave you the inspiration for, for the book? Well, when I was... Um sort of uh, eight or nine or ten, that kind of age. Um, my uh, favourite book in the whole world was The Lord of the Rings. And I guess it probably still is, really. I read it every sort of ten years or so, and I, st I still love it. I think it's the best, the best making up an imaginary world book ever, basically. But I'd never written anything like that. I tend to set my imaginary worlds kind of in the future or out in space or something like that. I'd never kind of done an elves and goblins sort of story. And then when my son was about eight or nine or ten, um about eight, I think, I um, I read him The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And I thought, well, oh, I really like this stuff. I'd kind of like to do something like this myself. But there didn't really seem any point because it's so good. There's no point, you know, knocking out a, a not so good copy, is there? And then I thought about it. And I thought, well, the thing about um, The Lord of the Rings is that the goblins are all bad. They're all baddies. They're, they're all villains. If you're a goblin, you're a villain. Um, it's just kind of, you know, it's just it's just how they roll. And I thought that's a bit unfair, isn't it? I thought maybe, you know, maybe there was a goblin somewhere in the Dark Lord's army. It was kind of quite nice, really. And, and it maybe just sort of been, you know, he, he was, wasn't there by choice. He'd been kind of conscripted and he wanted to get home to his mum, that kind of idea. And um, and I guess that's where the idea came from. I kind of wanted to do I wanted to do like a big fantasy epic which had all the kind of beautiful landscapes and stuff. But the goblins get to be the heroes for once. But they're not exactly nice because then they wouldn't be goblins. You know, they kind of have to be dirty and violent and a bit stupid. And yet they still they still get to be the heroes. So it's a it's a fantasy uh, epic told from the goblins point of view. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great viewpoint to come from as well. And I can see why it would, um, you know, young children, young people would really relate to that story because it's so, so easy to get into. Was it difficult then to, to kind of shift your genre of writing and to, to move into to writing about goblins from, from other things that you'd written already? Not really, no, because I, I mean, I don't tend to write books about about real life. Um, you know, my, my the first book I wrote was called Mortal Engines, and it, it's another fantasy novel, basically, but it's set in the far future of, of our world, um, when um, our civilization has, has collapsed and been rubbed aside and or rubbed away. And uh, it's been replaced by a, a society where the cities are on great big caterpillar tracks and they roll around the earth hunting each other and eating each other in fact um so i'm quite used to this idea of kind of making making up a world and i really enjoy that i really enjoy making up a a whole imaginary world and trying to make it very trying to make it feel real by packing in lots and lots of detail like in the bits of goblins i just read you know all the all the individual towers and things have names i like to throw in names for things names for rivers and, and, and stuff that you're seeing in the background even if it's not really a part of the story it just kind of adds to the world so really by the time i wrote i wrote goblins i was i was kind of pretty pretty experienced at that kind of writing so it was just a it was just a change of a change of genre really and in fact in a way i suppose it was easier because when i was writing things like mortal engines and, and railhead which is another um kind of uh, futuristic science fictiony series that i've written um and when i was writing those i was trying to do something very different i wanted you know i, I wanted to do something that, that hadn't been seen before that people you know haven't uh, I, I thought yeah you know let's try and get something new if, 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 if an idea came along and i'd seen it done before i wouldn't have it um whereas goblins i'm trying to do something that really has not been done before i think it's you know it's just instantly part of this genre which everybody now recognizes where you have goblins and dwarves and elves and dragons and stuff so in a way it was easier because i was deliberately not trying to invent everything from scratch 
and and you've done it exceptionally well and and you you immediately I was transformed into the story and I was I was absolutely hooked by as you say the imagery and the uh, you know the the setting that you create so it's absolutely superb one thing that we've been asking all of the writers that we've spoken to is whether you use uh, a notebook uh, and what's in that notebook whether you can kind of give us a little delve into your notebook and how that forms your writing process oh yeah I do use notebooks books I, I think I mean this one this particular book I think I actually started writing it longhand in a notebook and I was on a train on the way up to London and I just sort of sat down but it's a kind of a three-hour journey from where I am down in Devon up to London so um I got I, I opened my notebook as the train rolled out of Newton Abbott station and started writing with this bit with with Scarpa being catapulted off the top of a tower and I didn't really know where it was going to go I knew that there were going to be goblins in it and I had I think I'd come up with the idea of of the the, the big ruined castle where they all live um, and I thought how are we going to start this what will be interesting oh we'll catapult him off the top of a tower and so I started that and then I, I wrote about you know how he came to be lots of flashbacks that show you how he got to this point and basically he's he's cleverer than the other goblins or more educated than the other goblins he's taught himself to read and the other goblins don't really like this they think he's a bit of a, a bit of a smart alex so um he, he manages to offend the king and the punishment is that he gets cut, catapulted off the top of the tower so then for the first like, sort of 30 pages or something he's basically falling and i had no idea how i was going to rescue him from that so that kind of kept me that kind of kept me writing because i was thinking well how on earth am i going to get out get him out of this um i don't know i know i'll go back another flashback to earlier in his life and maybe inspiration will strike so i just wrote and wrote and wrote and by the time i got to london i kind of had the first couple of chapters you know i had the, the beginnings of the book and then from there i didn't really know where it was going to go so then i, I sort of start just kind of noting down names and things i find names very um inspiring uh, i was in uh, edinburgh a few years back and a bus came past and on the um the board on the front that tells you where it's going uh, it said clovenstone and i thought oh that's a good name and instantly i thought it's a huge ruined castle full of goblins so that's kind of where where clovenstone had come from and it put a very sort of very clear image in my in my head and a lot of the names in the book are like that a lot of them are names of um, places near where I live on Dartmoor, like the Bone Hill Mountains were in there, and, and Bone Hill is is the little hamlet where my house is. And uh, I find so I find jotting down names is quite useful. And sometimes I kind of jot down ideas for where the story might go, but not usually. I prefer to just write and see what happens. And sometimes I do little drawings as well, because I was an illustrator before I became a writer. I, I used to illustrate some of the Horrible Histories books and things like that, you know, that kind of thing, cartoon mm. illustrations. Um, so I can I can draw a, a fairly reasonable goblin. And I think, in fact, when I started writing this book, I was I was thinking of it as something that I might illustrate. But um, but it ended up not being, you know, it's not it, it ended up being the sort of book that doesn't really need very many illustrations. Fabulous. I, 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 you know, I love listening. I love listening to you talk and actually finding out about, I mean, how this this book started. It started on a train journey, which I think is absolutely fascinating. And, and certainly for children and young people listening to this interview, they're going to be completely inspired, not just by the reading, but also by the book and the content itself. So for budding young writers, what advice would you give to anybody who thinks, you know what, I, I would quite like to write a fantasy novel of my own? Well, um, I think write about something that you like and you're interested in is is good advice i think a lot of people th I, I think there's this sort of assumption that oh you know a book has to be about this or it has to be about that or if it's in a genre you know it has to play by by certain rules but i think 
um, really, you just want one of the things I like about fantasy is that you don't have to write about anything you're not interested in. You know, you can just sort of you can kind of remake the world just as you like. So, you know, if the, if the things that interest you are, I don't know, football and dinosaurs, invent a world where dinosaurs play football and just write about that, that kind of thing. So 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 if you're writing about something that you love and are interested in, you'll find it a lot easier than if you're, um, you know, if you're if you're kind of having to write about stuff that you're not that bothered about so that would be one bit of advice don't worry too much if an idea has been used before you just have to do it in your own way uh, i mean like this you know obviously the sort of gobliny dragony world of goblins has is is really old hat it's been used thousands of times there are so many copies of the lord of the rings kicking around so so my my way of making it my own was to write it from the goblin's point of view and uh, and to put lots of jokes in you know i, I, I thought you know I'll, I'll make it as funny as i can so don't don't worry too much about finding an original idea just find a way to make it feel like your own make your own take on it brilliant what will really really wonderful advice and certainly you know this afternoon i've been transported into your world into your fantasy world and and for that i thank you very much philip reeve it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to talk to you this afternoon thank you so very much indeed for your time oh thank you very much for having me on thanks very much my name's philip reeve and you're listening to radioblogging.net Great interview there, Ian, as well. Listeners, if you want to follow Philip on Twitter, he's at philipreeve1, the number one there. Wasn't that a good read? Love that. Really, really great interview there. Pi, do you enjoy that? Yes, fantastic. And I love the advice about writing about what interests you. And, of course, it's one of the difficulties in school, isn't it, that the teacher sets something up to for you're all going to write about pirates. And some of, sometimes you, you think, oh, that sounds exciting. But there must be other times when you think, I can't really think about anything. Well, now's a wonderful time, uh, really, because so many children are still at home. We know years three, four and five are, are still at home. And it does mean that if you want to write a story about, I don't know, goblins or dragons or whatever, then you can. You're not under the same sort of restrictions. Uh, years ago, I mean, I'm talking over half a century easily. When I was a kid, I got a book. My mum brought me a book from Woolworths. Do you remember Woolworths, Russell? Oh, absolutely. The sweetie counter was unprecedented. Yes, yes. And um, uh, anyway, I had this book. It it had a red shiny cover and the word Stapler written on it. And uh, I opened it up and I wrote at the top, uh, The Book of the Dead. That was the title of my story. And then I wrote down the chapter headings on that first page. I hadn't got a clue what was going to go on. My mother was very worried about this because it was called The Book of the Dead. And then I wrote the story that I wanted uh, uh, to write. And that possibly is where I sort of begun to think of myself vaguely as a writer, somebody who makes stuff up. And I did all the pictures, the illustrations as well. So we're in a time when people can do that. Well, we need to be nimble as ferrets. I notice we're at 1034, according to me. So underneath the Jotcast, click on where it says Activity Goblin Report. Just click on there. And with any luck, that will, yes, the blue line comes. And of course, the challenge today is going to be to write a non-chronological report, a report, information report about a goblin that you've been thinking about. And you can see my example. I'll read it in a minute. Uh, and then you've got where you put your title and then where you write your blog post, fill all the bits and bobs in. And then down below, 
is where you will uh, where there's a chance to perform to record your piece of writing uh, and we'd only need say i think i think two or three paragraphs sort of about a minute minute and a half at the most uh, would do so maybe the description and the um, habitat would do us uh, but the bits that you think the paragraphs you think are most interesting i'll read you mine out listen for how i've structured it the cave goblin is a rare form of goblin which is generally only out and about at night this is because they have grown so used to living in deep dark caves that they find the sunlight so bright and hot that they can hardly see cave goblins are easy to identify as they are the smallest goblin in the world being only 10 centimeters tall they are the size of small cats and their children are often mistaken for rats they're covered in tough scales made from very hard granite. The adult cave goblins are a green, dark green colour, which enables them to hide in shadows as well as trees, hedgerows and tall grass. However, juveniles are born with a yellowish tinge and red hair, which they lose after their hundredth birthday. Cave goblins are found in most mountain ranges and hills where there are plenty of hidey holes. They live in large groups in underground caverns where they feel safest. When out and about foraging for food, they will keep to the shadows and this makes them very difficult to identify. They live in harmony and train mice as their pets. The mice are treated in the same way that humans fuss over dogs or cats. Whilst most goblins are renowned for hoarding treasure, being aggressive and greedy, as well as being thoroughly stupid, the cave goblin shows no interest in gold, silver or any other valuable stones. They're only interested in playing chess and whiling away their time holding quiz shows and tending to their indoor pot plants. These shy and gentle creatures are vegetarians and grow their own fruit and vegetables on mountainsides close to the entrance of their dens. Cave goblins present no danger to humans and several have made friends with shepherds who are often out at night tending to their flocks. Our Save the Cave Goblin campaign has been concerned for many years that these delightful creatures might be mistaken for other less pleasant types of goblin and therefore become hunted. Where cave dwellings and caverns have been discovered, the location is kept secret. To preserve these mysterious and gentle creatures, all goblin lovers should make sure that vegetable and fruit peelings are left out during snowy weather. Pike Orbit Goblin Whisperer. Now, interestingly, once again, and this happens so often because I write these. Um, well, generally, I'm writing it the night before and I must have read this through five, six, seven times. But I noticed a number of mistakes and you'll find them if you read it through. So as um, we said so many times, we've got to keep rereading our writing just to double check. And it does help to read it aloud. So I've got a nice little introduction. It's a rare form of goblin. And then I go for goblins are cave goblins easy to identify. So that's the description. Cave goblins are found. That's a habitat habitat. And then whilst most goblins are renowned for. So that's about what they're renowned for. And I tried to get some funny bits in there. They're interested in playing chess and holding quiz shows and tending to pop plants and things like that. And then at the end, I rounded it off with save the goblin campaign, trying to involve uh, the reader in it. Now, David, at the very bottom, we've got this whole bit. Are you there, David? Can you hear me? I was. I thought I might have. <laughs> I thought I might have to do do your voice again. Hey, can't you hear me? <laughs> do, do the northern twang. Okay, so what do we say about recording? 
uh, the uh, two or three of the paragraphs, David? Well, this is it's one of uh, our favourite parts of the show. Uh, well, favourite parts of the day, really, to be able to come back and check this performance padlet around about five o'clock and later on in the evening as well to see if people, uh, any listeners, have recorded. Because we start this whole process with audio on the radio and it goes through the whole circle of planning, blogging, comments, and then back onto audio as well, the power of the voice, which is great. So if you want to have a go at this, please do. And the first thing we want to really say is about being brave enough to try um, is firstly. Secondly, you have a player there, which will talk you through how to create the audio padlet. gives you some set of instructions. It's only about 40 seconds long, and you can follow these on a phone or on a tablet or a computer. Um, And there are some hints and tips in terms of where to put the mic and things like that as well um and one thing to note is when you're doing this and you're starting to record you can stop at any time you can um reset it you can have another go you're not committed to starting and that has to go on the on the padlet so that you know you can you can come back and, and try that later on but practice have a go in the mirror uh read it out to somebody uh, and have a go it's the one thing we'd really like you to have a go with and sometimes we get a few and sometimes we get absolutely loads so we love coming back to these and having a look uh please have a go and follow those instructions and mainly just be brave mm. Yeah, you've got to be brave to do it. And uh, but we have had um, some I mean, I find some of them very moving. I know it sounds a, a funny thing to say, really, but some of the ones we've had have been so clear. Those two this morning, they were beautifully written and wonderfully expressed, crystal clear. Marvellous, marvellous work. Russell, we've had a oh, I'm exhausted. We've had a really fantastic show full of fun full of imagination, full of high quality uh, writing, lots of concentration, great, great stuff. I think it's time to wrap up, though, isn't it? Indeed it is. It's uh, what we've been doing for the last 56 shows, listeners, as well. Uh, Thank you so much indeed for enjoying the show. We are back with you this Wednesday at 7pm for a very special evening Twilight Children's Show. It's open to children, educators and parents as well. Be more of what uh, you are used to with some extra focus on the finite points of writing. So do join us this Wednesday at 7. Club RB starts next week, next Tuesday, when you can uh, look forward to that ian and i are taking to the airwaves on tuesday at 9 30 so there's no broadcast tomorrow uh, if you'd like to subscribe to this service because you will need a valid subscription from uh, september this year places are limited folks so we are limiting the number of folks that can take that service from us details are now up on the website do get in contact if you'd like a bespoke a blogging experience just for your school a one-off dedicated activity for your school perfect for children who aren't yet in school because we can wrap them up into the show live at home a little bit of organization and we'll guide you through that process uh, details of that from us drop us an email if you'd like to find out about that not terribly expensive and really worthwhile lovely way of getting used to that thank you so much for deed for listening to today's show I've really enjoyed it cracking 12 weeks at this um some interesting activity still going on uh, with virgin radio and uh christopher evans so we'll see if that develops we'll bring you the very latest of that in the news there as well thank you so much indeed we hope you've enjoyed the show where are back on wednesday we have a very special cpd show for teachers and parents on thursday of this week that's the 18th of june and you can join us at seven o'clock we will be explaining what we do so that you can do more of it in your places of learning thanks so much indeed have a great day stay safe wherever you are we will catch you on wednesday <laughs> <laughs>